The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. G'day, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. We're catching up today with the Lafroy expiration, trades under the code LEX. Last sale price was 29 cents for a market cap of about $42 million. Now we've had uh, the MD, Wade Johnson, with us before. Wade's a uh, veteran geologist, as I like to call him. Uh, spent a long time with uh, Newmont before getting behind or forming uh, Lafroy. Now Lafroy's main project is the Burns uh, Discovery, Copper Gold Discovery, which uh, shot to prominence early in 2021 with a 38 meter hit grading more than seven grams of gold a ton plus 0.56% of copper. It's 75 kilometers southeast of Kalgoorlie. And the big news there is that Lafroy has just completed a 1.2 kilometer hole. The idea being to uh, confirm that it, uh, it's got a big porphyry system on its uh, hands and we, we've got Wade in the uh, studio here today to give us a feel for what they're seeing so far from the rocks. Okay, Wade, take it away. Have you got the magic ticket? <laughs> Thanks very much, Barry, and great to be back uh, talking about Burns and uh, to your listeners. So um, I guess the key thing is we've just completed this 1,245-metre deep hole at Burns, a diamond hole. And for your listeners, I guess the, the key thing I always try to, to talk to people about is the scale of the hole. It's a, it's a diamond hole, a 60-degree angle hole, but... I guess 1,200 metres, that's uh, for scale-wise, and to put it in perspective, that's four times the height of the Eiffel Tower. So it's a, it's a long way down. So the hole's 1,200 metres deep on the angle, but vertically we're testing the system to about 1,000 metres from surface. So um, we've completed that hole, and we're underway on the second hole, which has got a planned depth of about 500 metres, and that's well underway, and I'm heading off to Kalgoorlie this afternoon to have a look at the hole this weekend so exciting times for um yeah for for lafroy and uh the burns project so the hole's completed you've got the core you've been sending off some to the assay labs have you that's right yes we've been progressively sending off batches of samples to the labs so we we logged the core process the core uh and rather than waiting to finishing 1200 meters of, of drilling and then then processing and cutting the core and dispatching it to the labs in perth we um progressively send batches off to the lab uh, and about 100 or 200 metre sample batches. So as we go, so basically as we, you know, near completion of the drilling of the hole, we're up to date with um, the sample processing. So so samples at the lab, and we just have to wait on results, which is the normal time now. It's still, you know, the two to three month wait. But we have prioritised um, one section of the hole from 400 to 480 metres where we previously reported some um, lovely-looking uh, sulphide alteration, uh, which is chalcopyrite, which is a copper sulphide, in a porphyry host rock, much like we've seen before. Uh, so we prioritised that with the lab, and we're expecting some results in uh, later this month. So um, 
they'll come through and then post that. That's the usual way for results. But, you know, there'll be a lot of results coming through over the following uh, months. It's uh, unusual in the eastern goldfields to uh, be looking at porphyries. Um, just give us a bit of a background on what's you, uh, unique about this one, you think? Well, I guess the, the key thing, um, this is probably going back to last year when we first made the discovery. I guess the, the first thing that sort of came out to us when we made that discovery is with the amount of copper in it. So we got the gold, the copper, silver, uh, another mineral called molybdenum. And it was a very intriguing, I guess, mineralogy, mineral system. It was hosted in a porphyritic rock. And I guess the, the, the gold, copper, that mineral association, when we first recognised it last year, we thought, well, this is something different. The host rocks, um, porphyries, you see them in the eastern gold fields. But it, to get this mineral assemblage of, you know, the gold, copper, silver and moly, we're going, well, that's that's pretty interesting. It's sort of more of akin to, and the host rocks is more akin to modern porphyry systems like um, Parks in New South Wales, Cater in New South Wales and other systems around the, the, the modern island, you know, the island arcs uh, around the Pacific. So it, it was, and it still is, an extremely exciting and intriguing system um, and the more holes we drill into it the more excitement we we get out of this system and uh, and I guess it's not just one porphyry I think uh, and we've shown that on our recent announcement last year when we did all the drilling we, we recognized four porphyries so texturally and, and the mineral minerals within them we could recognize four porphyries now we're recognizing six porphyries so this is uh, what we call a, like a swarm of these porphyries that are intermingling we think they're all coming from one big source deep in the earth and uh, each of these porphyries can be mineralized and uh, it's a quite a big system we've now outlined from this this 1200 meter hole yeah, so big system equals potentially very large tonnage Correct, yeah. And I guess uh, what we've, you know, the importance of drilling this deep hole, and which is, you know, I have to acknowledge the support of the WA state government. It's a co-funded EIS exploration incentive scheme hole where, where part of the drilling is um, cost is partly funded by the state government. So the aim of the hole was to get, show this system's got scale uh, vertically, which it's done. We're down to, you know, a thousand metres vertically and we've got continuity of these porphyries from, you know, near surface to a kilometre. And the other important thing is to show, to finally, to get right across the entire system. So to see how big it's the width and the depth. This hole has established that. It's the first hole we've been able to get right across the system. So the system at the moment, uh, we still don't know what the western limit is, but it's about 600 metres wide and we've been able to break down from that big deep hole what we call geological domains, so nice packages of rocks, the western basalt, the central porphyry, where we see all these porphyry uh, intrusives. Then we get a, a deformation zone, which is a really strong foliated or deformed rock. Then we get it to the eastern basalt, which is the eastern limit. But each of these geological domains um, have you uh, really a unique assemblage of minerals. And you know, I think what we've seen from this um, second hole we're drilling, which we made the announcement yesterday, is a lot of native copper, which is uh, unheard of. I think it's, it's pretty unique to see these beautiful specks or slugs, as I call them, of native copper. Um, it's not oxidised rock. It's in fresh rock way down 150 to 200 metres down. We're getting these beautiful um, specks of native copper, which is um, pretty unique. And I, I just guess that it's the mineral assemblage we're seeing down there. So it's a really interesting system um i guess now this hole's showing 600 meters of width at least and we've tested it to you know, a kilometer uh, vertically and and still open 
So this uh, second hole, it's a bit uh, distance from the first hole, about 240 metres, is that right? That's right. So the, the, the discovery hole, well, the discovery hole was on what we call the zero north or baseline section. The deep hole we drilled, which is LEFD006, that's on the baseline section. Uh, this drill hole we're doing now, LEFD007A, is 240 metres to the south. Uh, and what we're testing here is another target we've defined, looking for the porphyries and looking for the system we think that's got a southerly plunge to the mineralisation. So this hole's well underway. It's going down. It's probably got another target depth. You know, final depth is still the plan depth is at 500 metres. Um, the target zone is 350 to 450 metres zone. But I guess I'm going up on that's one of the reasons I'm going up for the weekend is to have a look at what we're getting near the bottom of the hole. And if we choose to drill deeper, we'll go deeper. But this is really the southernmost uh, section we've drilled. And even what we're seeing already from our announcement yesterday, seeing all this native copper, some really interesting rocks in the western basalt, the system is still open you know, on this section, further to the south, which is completely unexplored. Right, there's um, some very uh, nice pictures uh, lodged on the ASX platform with the, the announcement. Uh, so investors can go and have a look. Native copper uh, wouldn't be known to uh, a lot of investors, uh, why, why do we call it native copper? It's obviously copper that exists in nature, um, but uh, why is it unusual? And uh, what does it what does it tell you? I guess, I guess it's not unusual, Barry. Um, you you do get it in the oxide zone, so it's it's pure basically. It's, it's copper in its pure form. You know, we call um, chalcopyrite, bornite, uh, covalite. They're copper sulfides, um, which we you know chalcopyrite we see in the drilling. That's a sulfide. Whereas this is copper in its pure form, and you, you, your listeners can go to, it, to our announcement yesterday and see the beautiful sparkling um, pieces of copper. So traditionally, you, know, you do get native copper um, in the oxide zone where the rocks are extremely weathered. So copper can native copper can form there. But having what we're seeing at Burns, and we're doing a lot of literature search, research, um, looking at other systems around the world, but seeing native copper pure copper um, in fresh rock about you know 200 to 300 meters down a hole is pretty fascinating and interesting and we're I guess we, we know of one other deposit that's um, they mined native copper in basalt uh, in North America many many years ago um, so it's it, it can happen and, and I guess we um, I guess doing a lot of research to get our heads around why are we getting this native copper down uh, in this basalt and so deep? And because of the the cover there at Burns, um, you wouldn't have much of an oxide transition zone anyway, would you? It's you know, pretty much once you're through the the cover, you're into primary. I think that's right. The cover in at Burns is um, this what's called paleo channel material. So the rocks we're looking at at Burns, which is hosting this mineralisation, is 2.6, 2.7 billion years old. The cover rocks is what we call Eocene age, and that's about 30 million years. So the cover goes down, can be variable, but up to about 25 metres, and then we get, that's the, the Eocene, the young rocks, which have got nothing in them. And then below that we get oxidised old rocks, which is um, the Burns rocks like the porphyry and the basalts. Then we get into um, basically into the fresh rock. So there's there's not much uh, oxidised rock at Burns. It's predominantly um, Eocene cover, a little bit of oxidation, and then we're into fresh rock. So if you uh, 
You mentioned the second hole's uh, spinning away, but um, when do you expect a uh, call from that to be in the assay labs and what's it likely turn around on that? That will be in the assay labs. Uh, we hope to start getting that in next week, Barry, and then that's still going to take two to three months you know, to get the assay turnaround. But obviously when we see you know really good, nice, what we think are the, the mineralised, high-grade mineralised zones, we will get them into the labs and do them as smaller batches and get them through faster if we can all dependent on the lab, of course. Um, and when we finish that drilling this hole, uh, we're thinking about, you know, obviously thinking about we've got the diamond rig. Uh, where else can we drill at Burns? What else is of interest we should drill uh, with a diamond hole? We've got it there. Finish the diamond drilling program, and then we've got a RC rig secured uh, for late September to start drilling um, RC holes to look at the first uh, 150 to 200 metres of the system. Um to hopefully generate a resource that we can announce in uh, in the first quarter next year. First quarter of next year, okay. That'll be very much uh, interim in nature, constrained. That's right. It'll be a, a, a you know the maiden resource for um, an interim resource for the burns, and, and particularly just focused on the shallow level from surface down to about 150 200 meters, depending on how deep we can get with the RC holes and uh, generate a resource over probably about. 900 metres of strike of the system um, and testing you know, the western basalt, the central porphyry and out onto the lake as well. So this is not just land-based. It's what I call offshore and onshore. So drilling, <laughs> drilling, drilling on the land with an RC rig and then taking the lake rig out and crawling that out into the mud in Lake Randall and doing uh, drilling on the lake. I'm not sure why I'm asking this, but uh, just back on native copper, how does one assay for native copper? Uh, it's a normal technique. Um, Barry, I mean, the rocks uh, get crushed down and ground down and into, you know, pulverised into fine powder and then that goes at the laboratory and then they take a, a subsample of the, the sample we send to the, um, the lab and then they analyse that for the traditional wet chemistry methods. So we've just got to ensure when we're seeing all this um, native copper that, uh, this, that that's well pulverised, well mixed and uh, to do their analytical technique. And I guess in some respects... It is a bit like uh, nuggety gold. You can call these nuggets of copper or slugs of copper. And when you see that, your read, uh, listeners see that in the announcement from yesterday, you see this nice slug of copper. Um, you know, we hoped over a metre that that slug of copper or slugs of copper get into the, um, the right sample that goes for analysis. So it sounds like, Wade, uh, you mentioned that the uh, WA taxpayer was uh, co-funded the drilling of the uh, the hole. Money well spent then. That's correct. Yeah, I mean it's um, the EIS funding is for the drilling only, so it's um, the EIS funding partially supports the drilling cost. So the assay costs, um, logistics, and uh, and labour and sales is is provided by Lafroy. Now, obviously, you've got a lot of uh, work to, to be doing at Burns, but I was just wondering, are there any implications yet for uh, <clears throat> this model to be applied elsewhere in the eastern goldfields? And is it something you've moved on yet or you've got, you're have got busy enough? I, I think um, uh, we've discussed this before, but I think uh, this unique system we've found, I think it's, it's extremely unique, not in Australia, maybe the world, and I think um, we're learning a lot from it, learning about its geochemistry, learning about the geology from it, the uh, the mineralogy, these are all the different types of minerals we see in it. Um, and we've also got the involvement with the research program with um, the University of Western Australia. That's a centre of exploration targeting. So we've had a geologist from uh, uni up there logging the core as well. But um, And I think it's Lafroy uh, for the company and our geologists. Um, there's only a small team of us, but we're learning a lot about this system. And I think 
What we learn about it, I think, there um, for the style of mineralisation uh, in this porphyry host in these old rocks, which are out throughout the eastern goldfields, I think uh, for Lafroy we hold the magic ticket about um, what to look for and how to find another one of these or more of them in the eastern goldfields. Now, Wade, we're talking at a difficult time for the stock market. Commodity prices have taken a bit of a battering too as the world frets about rising interest <coughs> interest rates. But I was just um, intrigued to uh, the stock is 29 30 cents. Uh, so some of this excitement we've been talking about hasn't translated into a share price. What do you put that down to? Is it just the broader general market weakness at the moment? I, I, that's a good good question, um, Barry. I think it's the general market weakness, and I think um, uh, for Lafroy, I mean, the price is holding nice and steady, and I think uh, probably in some respects it's um, we've found this intriguing, uh, very interesting system. We've got some beautiful – we know it's got some from that discovery hole last year. Um, there's extreme high grades within it. We're building a picture of what this system is, and I think perhaps the market's waiting to see, well, what are the results from this hole? What have we generated? But I think this big deep hole has ticked a lot of boxes. We went out there to, 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 to aim to find out what, how big is this system? What's the scale? So we've already demonstrated it's got scale. We've seen some fantastic rocks. We can generate the width. We now see at least 600 metres wide. Porphyries are continuous to depth. We've now seen more porphyry, so it's a multi-phase system. Um, we're seeing the right characteristics, and now we're 240 metres to the south, and we're still seeing those characteristics. So the system's building. I think the market's waiting for those spectacular results again. And the story um, extends out, uh, what, 7.5Ks out to uh, Havelock. Uh, there was an announcement in July about some interesting results there. It's, it's one of the three magnetic trends uh, heading north from the birds intrusive itself. Um, what can you tell us about Havelock? Yeah, more work's planned. It's a good question, Barry, but there's more work planned at Havelock, and we'll try and get that done this year, depending um, a valley bit of the jewel rigs. But Havelock, that's right, it's about seven kilometres to the north. Um, I guess the interesting thing about Burns we've always recognised um, is this uh, strong magnetic anomaly and a lot of magnetite we get in the rocks, which gives a magnetic signature. Um, we know at Havelock, we've drilled Havelock, we see a lot of magnetite. We see these three uh, linear magnetic trends, which seem to um, emanate from the big Burns intrusion, which is full of magnetite. So we, we think uh, Havelock... Um, Neon, Lovejoy, uh, Burns is all what, part of one big uh, magmatic system and all this magnetite we see generators maybe generate from one big uh, larger intrusion at depth. Those results you brought in July 7 the, uh, at Havelock, was that Supergene or Primary or Rocks? No, a lot of that, there were, they were RC holes, uh, Barry, and we drilled seven RC holes. It was a short, sharp, punchy program, as I call them. This, we had a, a window with an a, a RC rig opportunity. So we took that opportunity, got out there in about six days, drilled the seven holes, uh, got a quick assay turnaround and made a discovery. So uh, they were 40-metre space drill sections. We've still got uh, plenty of scope along strike, which has got no drilling. So they were uh, primary drill interceptions. Intersections, the best were three metres, I think, 13.8 grams per tonne. Um, and we've got a program prepared to follow that up with air core drilling uh, over a kilometre to extend the system 500 metres either side of the, um, the RC discovery. Well, an overtime step back towards Burns itself. Burns is still, I guess, full focus is on Burns and uh, you know, finish this diamond drilling and then we'll do the RC drilling. 
but um, we're still conscious we've got a number of targets along this Burns corridor with these magnetic anomalies similar to to Burns, and we've seen geology um, and magnetite uh, and copper mineralisation similar to what we've seen to Burns. So we've got a lot of, uh, and that's two up to Lovejoy's up to two kilometres to the north west of Burns. Um, and that's probably one of our principal targets because we ended a hole there about two metres at 1.5% copper in an RC hole that we couldn't go any further because due to the water. So that's um, another priority for us. So we've got plenty of targets along the, the entire Burns area. And just a, quickly, I guess, uh, an update on the uh, the Western Lafroy joint venture with Goldfields uh, around its, uh, next to its uh, St Ives Timberley Announced Gold Camp. It's uh, a full field AC drilling program. Uh, any update there? Correct. Um, Goldfields are at the joint venture party there on, on Western Lafroy, so they're still going about the program. It's a um, yes, a full field air core drilling program. It's uh, a grid based 400 metres by 400 metres as initial program, um, and that's still progressing um, in advance. Uh, in advance of that, heritage surveys are completed, clear the land, and then the, the drilling um, programs get get underway, sort of thing. So. That's still, um, I guess, a large drilling program uh, underway that complements the work Lefroy does on, on Eastern Lefroy. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, we can just bring it all together and give the investors a feel for what they should be looking out for uh, in the run-up to Christmas, say. So. Yes, there's a, a lot of work happening, uh, I guess, at the burns. I guess the key thing is completing this diamond hole we're on to now uh, and then getting underway with a, a large RC drilling program both on the land and, and offshore into Lake Randall to, to establish a, a maiden resource for the system. And that will be, we hope to generate that in the, in the first quarter of next year, but a lot of drilling programs up to Christmas and then a steady stream of results as they start coming through, I think, in, in late September, mid-September, late September, all the way through up to Christmas. I had a fascinating story, one of the more exciting uh exploration stories in the eastern goldfields at the moment so continuing to watch i should say with uh, great interest so good luck with it all and uh, we'll keep in touch thanks very much barry cheers mate